And welcome to season three's episode seven. And I've noticed that I've started adding an apostrophe to season three. I don't know why. I feel like I'm in a very grammarly mood, not uh, not paid sponsor. Uh, <laughs> and um, it's very, it's, I don't know. I, I don't, I've been experimenting with it. I kind of like it. I don't know. Uh, hi, everyone. I'm Paul. <laughs> and I'm Jabari. And I'm Shadow. It's good to have you nerds back on this podcast. Uh, we're 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 sans Grover this uh, these next couple episodes. He's uh, he's taking a couple episodes off. I don't blame him. I, it's kind of hard to listen to myself too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but one of the awesome things is he'll be able to listen to it. So um, he'll give us some good feedback. He's in the audience now. We're uh, we're on this stage thing in in Discord. So hi, Grover. Uh, Hi, Grover. <laughs> so. Ano impulse. Somebody muted the stage. What does that mean? I, I, <laughs> did he mute us? <laughs> 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 we're doing great. <laughs> this is a great podcast. Uh, Grover says, I can hear, I can hear everybody. Okay. I, I was worried for a second. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> Grover says no. <laughs> so. I can't hear Paul. He can't hear you. Well, you two can hear but me. I can so that's hear you. all that matters. Yeah. So we can edit that. We can edit that. <laughs> we can edit those parts out if we need to, Shadow. So it's all it's all right. So I want to share something with both of you. Uh as I was planning and getting you both on the same page for the recording session today, um, this week, I I sent you both the same gif from uh Pirates of the Caribbean, right? And we have right. an accord, right? And you both reacted the very same way <laughs> to it. The same reaction. I'm like, ah, they're my people. <laughs> How did I react to that? Like you know, some <laughs> laughing emoji or something rather. I don't Oh. I gotta okay. I gotta look it up. But like you both reacted the same way. Yeah. The with the laughing emoji and yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Like it's it. uh it it's <laughs> It's a good movie. It's a solid movie, The Pirates of the Caribbean. And uh, I don't know if you guys heard. Did you guys, uh, the Disneyland has shut it down indefinitely for repairs and up updating and. Again? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh -oh. And then they're also shutting down the restaurant that's what? on the inside of the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Are they? So the, yeah, yeah, the Blue Bayou. Yeah, I've never. Movie? Maybe. But why would you do that? Like the new ones were so awful. <laughs> because i remember that um you know one two and three were solid mm -hmm. and then it was like the star wars effect right then there was four five wait what i thought there was only like three movies there's four no and there, five? there's no there's three more after it i think right i think so one with a priest See, and a no? mermaid and then yeah, see now I gotta Google it. How many Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean movies are there? Was it five or six? That's that's the question. Um, Google Google will know <laughs> <Google>. the answers. <laughs> um, okay, hang on. Google is loading. Oh, answers.com. Why? Main You're article. gonna ask Jeeves? <laughs> okay, one, Resident two, <laughs> three, Alta Vista. four, five, 
So there are currently five, five. and there's a sixth one uh, that is planned. Uh, with or without Johnny Depp? I have no idea. Probably Ooh, with. That's... Uh, and then there's a spinoff film that they're planning. A spinoff? Shoot. Maybe yeah. that's why they're I don't know what that means. redesigning that whole attraction. Didn't they like redesign that ride once before yeah. they... to include... Johnny Depp. They did, and they also took away some parts of it that were like well, racy. That part I was okay with. Oh so. yeah, I remember that. <laughs> like I, I had no problems with that. Yeah, the the whole uh, soliciting women of uh, negotiable comfort yeah. <laughs> parts. Yeah, um, among others. Yeah. yeah, it's almost as if pirates are into debauchery or something. <laughs> Although, uh, although one of my favorite scenes um, from the first Pirates is when they get to Tortuga, right? And you right. know, she, Johnny, uh, you know, Captain Sparrow gets slapped by the first one, right? And she's like, "I deserve that." And then, the, oh no, I don't deserve that. And the second one comes along and says, "Who's she?" And then slaps him. I, I, I did deserve that one. So I mean, yeah. <laughs> so there, it doesn't go without its consequence, I guess. So I, I guess. There's a lesson in there. Pir- piracy does not pay, um, unless <laughs> I mean, unless you do torrents. <laughs> the on a whim podcast, Women in Pit and Studios, and any of its subsidiaries do not support piracy. Please heed the warning on the FBI beginning of the DVD slash Blu-ray slash whatever it's on now these days. You can't print a car. And I mean, with 3D printing, who knows? Know, right? Shadow, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> stop. You can 3D print a house now. I mean, why not a car? <laughs> Some of the things I've seen people 3D print recently, it's it's really impressive and at the same time really scary. Because, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Too much power. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> unlimited power, right? So. Do you guys did you guys ever play Watch Dogs? Watch Dogs Two? No. One of those? No. No. Really okay. Good, so it's a, it's a Ubisoft title for what that's worth, right? So it means open world. And in in this game, it takes place in a ten percent population of San Francisco Bay Area, because uh, there's no traffic, and that's a lie. That's <laughs> that's my number one irky point. There was not enough traffic for it to be the Bay Area, Silicon Valley ish, right? You know, big tech, corporate espionage all that crap right you could 3d print guns and when this game came out what a few years five years ago i'm like nah that'll never be a thing and now we're sending ukraine how to 3d print replacement parts for weapons and i'm oh like oh <laughs> well, here it goes <laughs> <laughs> how long until detroit starts firing off you know anti-police tank weapons i don't know oh my god what a strange time to be alive! Oh, oh my goodness! I don't even—I don't even know where to start. Oh, actually, I feel like I say that at least three times a day. What an age we live in! <laughs> right? No, no, no. Okay, so uh, I say this at least once a week. Much more recently, but I really don't want to live in interesting times anymore. Can we have like one boring year? Our ge- <laughs> our generation, our generation is not allowed. A boring year. I think Apparently. from the from the days we were born, Shadow, like we were born around the same time, right? We had Desert yep. Storm, end of the Cold War, collapse of Soviet Union, 
all these scattered warheads. Then Jabari was born. And then just... <laughs> the monstrosity. It's the invention of the internet. <laughs> Multiple stock market crashes. Um, the the dot com. market crash. All these different things. We're, we are not allowed to have a, a restful anything. I mean, yeah, apparently not. And it's going to be so. great because it's getting even better. I just read an article yesterday that um, there's a group out there that they have successfully created a like motorcycle-sized aircraft. So um, it rides mm. like a motorcycle. And um, they want to use it for um, the military so they can do um, shi like shipping and um, supply, uh, supply, what do you call it? You know, like so a care like, package with uh, with these flying motorcycles, basically. Freaking Jabari oh, using modern warfare nomenclature <laughs> care packages. <laughs> but no, this stuff is going to come out and um, it's, they want to do it as soon as possible. So um, we might see it more about it in the next two years. But um, in 2024, um, 25 is when they plan on um, making it commercial. So um, people might soon be able to own their own flying freaking motorcycle or hovercraft so, and riding it around. I was talking to somebody about this, but um, we were talking about flying cars and he told me the reason we don't have flying cars is because we certainly have the technology, mm -hmm. but people need to get their pilot license yeah. In order to drive it, and nobody wants to do that. It's just a lot of work, Shadow. If it wasn't just a lot of work, I would have done it by now. Honestly, same. <laughs> like, how much fun would it be to have flying cars? Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Not just like flying cars, but imagine speeders like in Star Wars. How fantastic would that be? Right. I think the next step beyond that would be actual pew pew lasers right <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> and then how how fast does uh road rage become like multiple hundred people dying <laughs> yeah that's the like i was <laughs> i was driving back from where i work right in the cajon pass on the on the 15 and there was a fender bender on the freeway like the right three lanes come to a complete stop and all of a sudden, I see these people hobbling out of their car and walking towards the shoulder. And and like, is your hmm. car disabled? Is is something wrong? Nope. They just the car starts rolling again. And I'm like, oh, you oh guys are it. You guys are idiots. Solid <laughs> idiots. <laughs> like I <laughs> did they like get out of their car and not put it in park? No, someone was driving the vehicle, but these guys just came limping out of the car after a fender bender. Like my neck, oh, my back, oh. my neck, and I'm like, "You're just." I'm so happy that the freeway came to a stop for that because if not, they would have been, they would have <laughs> been roadkill. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's it, it's it's awful. Well, see, but, you won't have to worry about that because you can just hover right over it with your flying motorcycle. But then I'm gonna have to deal with the other <laughs> other douche canoe, also in a flying motorcycle with I pew know. pew lasers that's yeah. gonna shoot me out of the air, a la Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> See, Paul, you've definitely brought up a good point. Like, how would we possibly manage that? Like, people flying flying cars. So, I mean, the only way we manage it with our airspace now 
is having like you know you you guys remember the um the venn diagrams of circles of control and the things in the middle kind of thing right Mm. yeah so think that but like airplanes so these different control towers we have San Bernardino, we have riverside at march air force base we have all these other control towers in the air ontario and all these planes moving around we we i see planes shoot maybe twice an hour landing at San Bernardino. um i'm in their flight pattern and the yeah. only we oh man and we only keep track of them because of radar and all these different things i with more airspace like how do you you they will be become part of the become of the pattern right um there's a, a phenomenon in small aircraft called seen and be seen where hmm. you it's your responsibility as the pilot to make sure other aircraft know what your intentions are so how many drivers do you guys know let their intentions be known what they plan on doing? <laughs> I mean, and here's the thing. Cars do come with equipment to tell each other what we're supposed to be doing. It's called a turn signal. <laughs> how many drivers? People are just like, many- what the fuck is that? <laughs> just, wow, turn signal. <laughs> Mind blown. How many people... Do you know use actual turn signals properly? Um, me, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do ninety five percent of the time. Like if I'm the only car on my godforsaken stretch of road I drive for my commute, I'm not gonna use my turn signal, even though my car yells at me because it's a lane departure alert. So oh. I might just do it just to silence the, ca- the the thing. But then I know it's training me to use my <laughs> turn signal. And I'm not, I'm not about to be um, Pavlov dogged by a computer. Okay. I refuse. Yeah. So I used to be like, I want to say like 80% good at using that. But then I got in a car accident Oof. and like, after that, my driving habits completely changed, which is odd because, like, that accident literally had nothing to do with anything I did. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. I just started noticing how terrible everybody else is at driving, mm-hmm. and that made me want to be better at driving. I mean, does that it, make sense? it does. It just it takes one small little thing like that to kind of open your eyes. And like it almost like you have to experience the trauma to know what that is like. Right. Yep. So it's it's kind of unfortunate. It takes that in, in a lot of humans to Yeah. To do. I mean, you never expect bad things to happen and when they do, you're just like, Whoa. <laughs> yeah, I mean Your dog agrees. <laughs> <laughs> today the role today the role of, of Grover we played by Shadow about my <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen in the audience, the the Vela Dog Orchestra. <laughs> uh, I, I I love my dogs. Um, some of them may bark too much, but that's a good thing for Shadow for because Shadow needs to record yes. them for for audio purposes. And yes, when Shadow has an audio purpose for me, then I I, I don't debate it. I just okay. When, when do you want to? When do you want to do this? When do you want to do this? Right. Um, I think most people don't question it anymore. I remember I asked um, John once for some sounds, and 
I didn't do a good job of explaining like what I needed. I was just like, Hey, do you want to help me make some sounds for some sound effects? And he was just like, what are you going to have me do? Cause like the day before I asked him that I posted a picture of me making an absolute mess trying to get specific sounds. I remember that. Post. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so he thought that I was going to like have him do something messy. And it turned out I just needed him to make like odd screaming sounds. <laughs> Why <laughs> John's odd screaming sounds? Because he is really good at it. Oh, I don't want to know how you know that. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, can we both can we all agree that people who don't use their ticking signals properly are are evil? Yes, <laughs> yes. terrible, absolutely terrible Te- people. Terrible, worse than human. human <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to so I'm please, dear listeners, use your turn signals. Yeah, let, let this be like the dad moment on this podcast, right? <laughs> By these three nerds who have no business being a parent to any child. Um, <laughs> oh no! Please don't put me in charge of that. <laughs> I mean, the state has let you be in charge of children. I mean, I'm in. I can be in charge of children. That's that's more. Con- I mean, that is true. That's another set of concerns right there. Right? Uh, hey, you know what? My general policy as a substitute was: Did we get the work done? And nobody died. Nobody set anything on fire. All right, all right. we did good. Progress. <laughs> that is that is the baseline for success. <laughs> Honestly, did, yeah. Did everyone leave with the pulse. Yes. Move on. Uh, yep. <laughs> Nobody died. We are good. <laughs> it's um, it it's funny that we we, we use that as a baseline, right? Because um, we usually success is achieved in different ways. But let me ask you both this: Have you guys ever not wanted to be the hero in a video game? Like you know, when it comes to games like grand theft auto right you're 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 a legitimate criminal you are a you're you're selling drugs you're 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 pushing this and that and the other thing have you guys ever played a game where you wish you could be what you should be separate right <laughs> yes um so shout i'll let you i'll let you go first since you were so enthusiastic with the yes what what game was it okay so um just a general like stand. So growing up, my brother and I played a lot of games together and a lot of the games we played together were star Wars games. So, uh, we grew up playing, um, battlefront. Ah, yes. Yes. Yeah. Battlefront. And so I would always take the Sith side. You would. (laughs) And my mom thought that was, odd that i would not want to be a jedi and i was like no look at all the badass things sith can do um <laughs> look at it. i can choke this person <laughs> <laughs> i can shoot lightning out of my fingers um and so those were just the games that i liked to take the um the not good side um but there is one specific star wars game that i remember playing where you can actually become the the bad guy yes in the game uh it's a jedi apprentice i think um so you start out the game as a new apprentice under luke skywalker and he trains you and throughout the game you can choose what you want 
as far as force powers go. Uh, if you pick traditionally Jedi force powers, you will be good. If you pick more questionable force powers, then you will be steered towards like the Sith side. Um, and then you'll also like have decisions to make throughout the game. And depending on what you choose, you will either end up being the hero or the villain in the end. So to elaborate on what Shadow's listener, if you paid attention to way back in the day with me and Jabari um, doing the In Vivo podcast, in the live, right? The live record. We're actually playing video games during this. Yeah. I played the prequel to that, which was um, Jedi Outcast um, with, with playing as Kyle Katarn. I think that's that game. That game Shadow's talking about is a sequel to, to that. So it's, yeah. Yeah. And um, it's very much that kind of game. Uh, there's also Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, where you could, yep, you you literally were the villain, and you just had Sith amnesia, <laughs> and then you could. <laughs> it really, it really was. Um, spoiler alerts: If you have not played Knights of the Old Republic or Kotar, um, where have you been? Uh, you you um, you woke up. From I your haven't com- finished that game. You woke up from your coma. Which which one? Kotar. Kotar uh, Knights of the Old. Yeah. Both. Did I spoil it for you, Shadow? No. <laughs> oh, then. <laughs> well, anyways. <laughs> so, so Shadow wants to be a Sith. Got it. Yes. Uh, okay. No, no, no. So, and uh, kind of sidestepping the question and going like full Star Wars nerd for a minute. Ooh, I don't want to be Sith. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to be a Jedi. I want to be somewhere in the middle. Um. Because in my mind, that's what true balance to the Force would mean. Like, true balance would mean no Jedi, no Sith. You know, everybody's just kind of doing their own thing as opposed to good versus evil. So how how deep down the rabbit hole can we go, Shadow? Because I'm a, I'm a pretty big Star Wars nerd myself. So Oh, man. So based on Star Wars Legends, right? So the... Right, the non-canon stuff now, right? That that was ex, um, exercised by the Disney overlords, right? Because <laughs> Disney was too lazy to learn it all. See, you understand. So I was so salty about oh, that. Oh, I bet you I'm were. I'm still salty about that. I, I because there is so much good lore, and all of that lore had to be approved by George Lucas. Yeah, like it wasn't just like a bunch of random people making shit up. Like, he was straight up like, no, I don't like that. Or, yeah, okay, that's now lore. Like, and then Disney just showed up and said, nah, we don't want to do deal with any of that. We want to make our own stuff. So and, that's all and millions of fiction. And millions of fanboys were immediately exclaimed and frightened. And then were yep. immediately silenced. Everybody was like, boo, Disney. <laughs> yeah, that was... <laughs> that that was a rough time for a lot of uh, Disney fanboys, right? So it it really was. Yeah, it's it's kind of sad. So in for Jabari and the listener who's not into the lore, right? Um, the the Jedi Temple was actually built on some Sith relic. Like the Jedi thought that by occupying where this Jedi the Sith monument was. That they could stop the dark energy, the dark vibes, whatever you want to call them, right? What made Sith Sith from getting into the universe. But in fact, it's probably what made the Jedi so clouded when they could no longer be what foretell the future or they're just their force powers were dulled. 
because of this arrogance. Did I get that right, Shadow? I would say so. Yeah. The Jedi definitely were pretty full of themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's not good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it's hard to describe, describe like the Jedi as being full of themselves because you don't think of them that way. But like they really were, you know, they got too comfortable agrees. with themselves. Chewie agrees. <laughs> um oh man though i like way off topic how excited are you for the obi-wan series <sighs> um <laughs> when when john when john i'm sure when john williams was approached and said my dude this is for a trailer he he <laughs> he went above and beyond like the trailer music alone was like ah Yes. Did you see the meme? <laughs> oh, I've seen all the memes. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, no, the meme where it was just um John Williams writing the trailer music and it's this guy on this beach playing a piano that's on fire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> see, I By the way, you can actually watch videos of people playing pianos that are on fire on YouTube. It's very interesting. That doesn't sound very safe. Oh no, it's not. Like, are they worried? Like, like pianos have a lot of tension, yeah, built into them, yes, because of all this, you know, the piano strings. No, um, <laughs> pianos have strings. <laughs> I mean, modern pianos don't. Electric ones, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, there is a video of a guy in like a full-on like, you know, like foil, uh, fire suit thing. Mm -hmm. Just rocking out on a piano as it's on fire. <laughs> wow, that's <sighs> that's the way I want to go out. First, I gotta <laughs> learn how to play the piano, and then and then play a piano that's on fire. Shadow can teach you. See, but that requires me to use my my brain in more of a capacity that's already been used in. And Paul dot oh, man. and Paul dot exe is already at like I have so many tabs open. It's just it's not gonna work. <laughs> Trust me, Paul, if you use the shadow method, you won't have to think. You'll just do. See, but that's the problem. <laughs> that's the mentality that led me to, that drove me to liquor that one day. <laughs> I mean Anyways, yeah. I, to withdraw from the the the, the uh, Star Wars Disney um George Lucas, John Williams nerd hole. Jabari, are there any games that you wish you could play as the villain? Like uh do you ever want to be Ganondorf? That's like exactly Ganondorf. where I was about to go. <laughs> it's like I knew. It's yeah. like I know you. He, yeah, I saw you change the, the subject um, or the line where we're supposed to be talking about. And I was like, okay, this is a good conversation. All right. But yeah, Ganondorf would probably be like my main um, villain that I want to that one be. It's causing chaos all over chaos. Hyrule. Chaos. <laughs> um, like for me... Um, since I've been little and got interested in acting, one of the biggest things that I um, like roles that I ever wanted to play was like a like a medieval kind of uh, role as a lead character, similar to like Link. But um, as I grew more and more, I'm not, um, and just you know I'm black guy and stuff like that. I don't really look like the hero type of person. But um, as I was growing more and more, I'm just like 
you know, Ganondorf, you know, we got some similarities. We both had the darker skin. All right. All I have to do is um, dye my hair a little bit and get some <laughs> of those, um, I don't know, the cornrow kind of things that he had, like an orchid at a time. And it's like, all right, yeah. And like what he's wearing and stuff like that. So much drip. Have you seen that in Orchid at a time? His clothing in there? No. Or yeah, she, he's um, uh, he's he, big pimping right there. Big pimping. Oh snap! I'm like, all right, I can dig, I can dig the clothing here. Get into the role like that. Get some magical purple powers that um you know cause chaos throughout the whole land. Yeah. All right. Let's destroy everybody. So yeah. Jabari, for what it's worth, I think you would make a great Ganondorf cosplayer. <laughs> Did I pronounce his name right? Ganondorf, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. I wanted to I'm terrible at pronouncing character names. I want to, but his costume is so I don't know, elegant. There's so much layers to it. Number one, I'm gonna get super hot and number yep. two is it sounds really expensive and hard to make. If somebody were to <laughs> like I feel like that would be like a at least like a fifteen hundred dollar costume. Um Um I mean if you buy it and commission it from somebody, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I can't but make anything. If, so. <laughs> yeah, if you uh, do things the way that I do and like repurpose stuff, mm-hmm. you could probably do that costume for like maybe a hundred bucks. Oh wow! Oh. And Shadow <laughs> just lost a chance of making fifteen hundred dollars. Shadow don't have the time to do that. <laughs> fair, very. Well, we got another year to our next, you know, con we might go to. So there's time. True. There's more. Than- I mean. There's a well, there's I a have way. to use that. I have to use that time to make my own costume. Fair, very fair, <laughs> very fair. But yeah, shoot, I would totally cosplay Ganondorf and play that role. I'll be like a young Ganondorf. I always just want to figure out like why is he so pissed off at the world. Like I, I want a, a backstory of um, Ganondorf where it goes into his like whole philosophy. I think um, in the the. Uh, what do you call it? Skyward Sword. I think they talk about like he's just he was born freaking evil, like a character named Demise or something like that. Your name is Demise. That's obviously uh really bad. First of <laughs> all, who named you Demise? Like, come on now. Like, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's like his mom. Like, that's like your parents <laughs> setting you up to be. Evil. Yeah. Like you're you're, bo- you're born, and all of a sudden you just. Out of the womb, you like slap the doctor or something. Like, come on, like, or the midwife or whatever the lore is, right? Um, speaking of which, have you guys read that? Um, some of those Reddit stories of of parents that tell the story of they they raise a sociopath and they know it. Like, what? Um, no, no, I haven't yeah. read that. I I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, if you I, if you just Google Reddit, um, parents who were scared of their kids grow when they grew up and whatnot. Like there's some like um there's some YouTube channels that do TTS as well and all that and all that stuff, right? Oh man. Um there's one episode where or one one story on Reddit that the the parent literally goes into how the the child pretty much had run of the house. Like they had to lock their bedroom door. They were afraid of him. Oh my gosh. Like as a baby as a baby he would bite, scream, kick like he was he was born mad and angry at the world like how dare you let me be born kind of thing and um and there's and there's video games that do a good job of explaining a villain's backstory right um right like for example far cry 6 right um 
I just got done playing it a few, maybe about a month ago. I need to get them into my next sandbox game. Um, where the villains or the, the, the antagonist, if you will, right? Uh, he's uh, the not so benevolent dictator of this not Cuba country, right? Um, yeah, it's Cuba. Uh, and in this game, he you you learn that his dad was a president that the country rebelled against. And he watched his dad die. Like they executed his dad in front of him. And it's kind of a lesson he learned, like the way you, the the way to true power is to keep the people oppressed kind of way, you know, just, just a very warped mentality. I, I couldn't imagine watching the man who, you know, raised me get executed in front of me. It just, it's not in my realm of things that could happen. Right. So you know, me as a social scientist, I like pull back the layers, onion it a little bit. I'm like, okay, I can understand why he went evil, right? Mm. Like at a very root base, like you're still evil. Don't get me wrong. You're you're a horrible person. You don't deserve you deserve to get executed. Yeah, that's that's a different story. But like just for someone to be evil from from day zero, like they came out of the out of the womb or the cesspool or some magic conjuring <laughs> like um like um dragon age inquisition this evil being comes out of time and space and starts wrecking shit i mean what what is that backstory i'm like i'm just here to wreck the world i'm like don't you aren't you part of the universe too like <laughs> nope nope <laughs> like uh, or like a separate separate's final smash in um and Super Smash Brothers, it's, he destroys the world. <laughs> Whatever character he catches in his little cape thingy, right? He destroys the world that character is on. Oh my like, gosh! And is, um, is that what happened to to um, when they like redone the whole Final Fantasy? They just said, "Oh, Saparoth just came and it just like destroyed the whole thing." Now here's a new world. Uh, see, I'm not. I'm, <laughs> yeah. not a, I'm not a Final Fantasy person. Shadow, I think you're. They, you're the they did that yeah. in Final Fantasy 14. So when they were gonna reboot the game, because the original, like, I guess version of it was just kind of eh. Oh no, Grover's, um, Grover's gone into great detail on how yes, awful yes, that game has. was. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we have episodes. We have libraries about that. Yes. Uh, that's why I'm not going to go into too big details on that. But when they were going to reboot it, instead of just saying, hey, guys, we're shutting the game down for X amount of time, they like actually put a story to it. Yep. Um, and so they had Sephiroth come and just like blow the whole thing up with a meteor. Oh, it really was? Um, oh, wow. And that was, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there was an actual thing that happened um, and players actually like logged in and watched it happen. Yeah, yeah. And right after the event happened, they pulled the plug on the game. They did. So everybody was like instantly logged out. That is so the, badass. The, yeah, the <laughs> I remember. Yeah. I remember this because Grover was like super like, oh, man, I've got to be there for this, guys. We can't like stay out too late. Because we were at a convention in Vegas, um, and he was using his phone data to, um, like, go through the computer so that he can play this 
And I remember he was getting like angry text messages from his brother, like, bro, what are you doing? Stop using all the data. (laughs) (laughs) See, this is that side of the story I never knew. And is getting these like unique little tidbits about the lengths <laughs> the lengths Grover went to nerd out. <laughs> yep. And like I wasn't super into it, uh, into that game. Grover did give me his friend code mm-hmm. for it. So I was able to play for like two weeks. Um I ended up just creating a character and like running around for a while, and that was about it. Um so I was just kind of like, okay, he's really into this. Uh, I don't really get it, but cool story, I guess. Um, right. Yeah, so just... maybe that's why, like, I remember some of the other details outside of like the event itself. Sure, I I, I get that. I've been I've been yeah. that person many a times at our, <laughs> at our nerd gatherings. Um, or should I say nerd gatherings? <laughs> right. You can you can fill that space in shadow as you as needed. Um, <laughs> appropriately, right. Um. Or I've the conversation changes, so I'm like, okay, this is cool. So I get my phone out and start going on Reddit and look at things, and then people look at me like I'm the rude one, and I'm like, <laughs> no, hey guys, continue your conversation. I'm I'm enjoying y'all's company. I just I have nothing to contribute right now. Mm-hmm. Well, you can change the subject, but then I would be that would be rude. <laughs> I mean, you guys are having a good time. <laughs> so like, I I I mean. In those cases, you could just join the other conversations happening at the table. Because usually when we're at our nerd gatherings, the table ends up, like, very much split. Like, y'all will be at one end talking about, like, Super Mario or something. And, like, I'll be at the other end talking about something completely different. Like, you have choices, Paul. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I'd, I, I'd have to go back to one of our nerd gatherings, which... Hopefully we'll have when we release some of our games uh, this coming year. Oh, man. So I'm really excited for that. Speaking of our games. Hi, I'm Paul. No, I'm not the monkey from the end of Jimmy Neutron. You remember as a kid growing up watching Nicktoons. No, no, no. I'm not that monkey. I'm I'm Paul with uh, the On A Whim podcast. And I would like you to consider purchasing one of our fabulous, whimsical Wimp Indie Games. Uh, well, actually, you can't quite purchase it yet. We want you to wishlist them. Go ahead and go to Steam. You know what that is. The thing you have to log into your computer and, and download the game where you, you own it, right? On your computer, digitally. And uh, go ahead and wishlist um, Celatria. Um, I know, it sounds weird. It's not Delatria, Celatria. And also, go ahead and wishlist uh, Spellbearers. Um, Spellbearers is a twin-stick shooter that... Uh, we're hoping to release coming into the summer of 2022. And so Altria, which will remind you very much of the Final Fantasy game we've talked so much about on the On The Win podcast. Uh, if you want to join our community, you're welcome to join um, discord.gg slash womendy. Uh, and go ahead and, and wishlist. And if you guys enjoyed uh, the demo that are available for free, uh, go ahead and uh, purchase it when it comes out. So we would greatly appreciate it. Again, that's um, wishlist our products on on Steam and join our Discord. uh, Discord.gg slash womendy. And we're back. Nice. 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 You like that, Jabari? Yeah, I just pulled that straight from the butt. (laughs) 
<laughs> I can't do what, that. No, no, I, I, no. I'm not good at improv or anything like that. I'll what, just what? screw that Jabari, up. he pulled it out of hammer space. Out of I hammer did. Space. Out of hammer space. Did it hurt? I mean, shoot. Damn. Speaking of villains, hey, Paul, that was a great advertisement. Um, Is that what your dream villain goal would be? To be an advertiser? See, I think I would make a fabulous villain CEO. Um, <laughs> did you guys ever play Saints Row 2? By any chance? No. I do. So, you did? Okay. Do you um, remember Dane Vogel from Saints Row 2? The, uh, the CEO of Ultor? Who was kind of had like his fingers and everything. And he was like the final antagonist in that game. No, um, I didn't play like that. I just like killed oh, okay. people in there. Oh, so you're the villain when it comes to these <laughs> open sandbox games. So I feel like I would be that CEO, you know, like I have my hands in everything, like the uh, the the silent partner in all these different criminal enterprises. And I'd have my like legal team and then my private army security forces and whatnot, right? SWAT teams and, you know, and whatnot. But the difference between what I would do and what the villains in every game I've ever played against is when I have the hero captured, I'm not going to give that hero a long monologue um, <laughs> with all my detailed plans and how I, I will vanquish them and give them, give their allies a chance to rescue them. No, I want to just straight up cap the mofo. I mean, it's game <laughs> over. Like you, I, you no chance you, to stick it. <laughs> like, uh, I feel like Paul, you've been watching cinema since, haven't you? <laughs> uh, we are not sponsored by cinema since it is. We aren't. Uh, um, unfortunately, I, I love that. Um, I love that uh, YouTube channel. Um, shout out. I do too. Uh, I like all their little offshoots as well. Not as much, but I love cinema since and um, Jabari. And for the listener who doesn't know what this is, it's a t- <laughs> channel on YouTube. Um, again, we're not sponsored by them. This is just me being a fanboy. Is they rate movies we've loved, uh, Marvel, Star Wars, they even liar liar, all these other movies, and rate them cinema sins like they the sins of the movie industry, right? You know, beginning yeah. of movie narration, ding, and when ding. you hear a ding, <laughs> it's because that's a cardinal sin of movie design, right? It's like the things they every movie does, right? Yep. And then when the movie does something good or unexpected or unique or special, it's the reverse sound of that ding. Right. Oh. And one of my favorite yep. re- uh, movies they did was uh, Deadpool. And there's like a shit ton of reverse dings at the end when they're doing all the all the funny things that Deadpool did. Right. Um, like, th- yeah, like that scene where he's like. Um, with the, the women he's beating up, right? Like, oh my God, did I hurt you? Am I supposed to hit you? Am I not supposed to hit you? Is it more sexist to hit you? Is it more? I just, I'm so confused as he's loading the gun ready to execute her, right? And like, you hear the ring. So I feel that if I was the villain, I would make a crappy villain because the hero would be dead. Like, you would have no chance <laughs> to come from the rat. Like, I would come back. Uh, rule one of um, Zombieland is cardio. Rule two is double tap for a reason. Like, <laughs> there is nothing to come back to. You're, you're dead. <laughs> you know You know Final Fantasy, how she was impaled? Uh, what, what's her name? Yeah, like that. Yeah. I, I want to make sure you as a hero die. And I will. Uh, <laughs> Paul, too soon. Too soon. <laughs> 
hey, <laughs> if that spoiled you, then you're you're under a rock so far. You're 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 hit rock. I'm not. Rock. That wasn't a spoiler, but just too soon. Paul. It's always too, too soon. soon. <laughs> that one. It's always too soon. I, I love that. Um, just in all these games, I'm you know, Far Cry especially. Um, when I played Far Cry Six, there I knew there was a moment where you you as a hero get captured, and then the 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 villain does their monologue and tells you what you know why you're wrong and this and that and it's it's something formulaic in all the Far Cry games. I can I can set my clock to it. You get captured. You do something. You're overconfident. You walk in the building, and and from what you can tell, the area is secure. You're like in friendly territory. Like I conquered this bitch, right? No, I get captured. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> And then that's why I will cap the mofo. Like there, there, there is no the end. Roll credits. <laughs> Good night. <Ding. laughs> so um, but my favorite game that I played the villain in briefly was a Star Wars game, Shadow, uh, The Force Unleashed. Yay! Um, you play as oh. you play as Darth Vader in the beginning, and that's then right. as his apprentice, you play as as the apprentice villain for maybe. A third of the game, right before you turn good to the to the rebels, um, and you hunt Jedi and you do this and that and the other thing, and you know it's for the Empire kind of thing, right? Um, but the scene that reminds me the most of that is when did you guys watch Rogue One, Star Wars? No. Yes. When when okay, so spoiler <laughs> alert, Jabari, for you if you ever see Rogue One, if you don't, you'll know what the scene is. Jabari, you have to see it. You, it's amazing. It's it's, a, it's literally the best Star Wars movie after six. Anyways, <laughs> it's it's the best Disney Star Wars movie. Yeah, they, honestly, like the rest of them are crap, but that one's worth watching. Agreed. Watch Rogue One. <laughs> um, so Jabari, if you want to cover your ears or not, I don't care. But there's a scene <laughs> in Rogue One where, well, let me back it up. You guys remember in A New Hope when, you know, the stormtroopers board the ship Princess Leia's on and they just kill all the rebels, right? You're like, yep. why are they so, like, evil? They're just defending their ship. What's going on here, right? Why are you shooting at them? Rogue One fills in the blanks. And come to find out that Darth Vader and, and his little troops have been chasing them across the galaxy, literally. Um, and... Darth Vader is so close to getting to this data that he goes down this corridor and it's all quiet. All of a sudden you hear the right. And you zoom and the lightsaber comes out and everyone starts hooting, hollering in the movie theater. And Darth Vader just goes on a rampage, just kills people, slashes, force chokes, crushes a mother effers windpipe. I mean, it is glorious. Oh shoot! And it's the villain doing yep. this, right? You're cheering for the villain at this point, right? Because you're finally seeing Darth Vader being the badass that he was always meant to be, which is kind so of so random. Random question: How old is Darth Vader at that point? So if we if we go off of you know Star Wars, uh, we want to say the, he's like probably what fifty in his fifties by that point. Maybe because let's see. At the end of episode three, he was middle age, nineteen right? at least. 
No, at the end of episode three? He supposedly, he's like, they found him when he was nine, right? Yeah. And then, or 11, one of those two. And then yeah. two is like, what, eight years later? So he's... Yeah, so eight. he's a teenager there. Yeah. So how old is he and then, during the Clone Wars? So between, so when the, the Clone Wars beginning, him becoming a general or a commander or whatever yeah. he is. Till, is he like late 20s? Yeah. And then how many years yeah. between three and four? Okay. You know what I'm saying? That's a good question. Yeah. yeah. So the reason I asked that is because that like angry tantrum is definitely on par for him because he throws one of those in, I think he throws a tantrum like that in both episode two and episode three. So that was like a very good detail that Disney chose to include. Well, I mean, the biggest tantrum was killing all the, uh, the sand people. (laughs) Well, exactly that, you know, tantrum. Yeah. So Darth Vader is 41 and, uh, between 41 and 44. Um, and all right, that checks between out. Rogue One. So I was in the ballpark at least, right? Yeah. So you, you Google that. <laughs> hey, Google University. It's a it's a beautiful thing. So I feel that's one of the times we read it for the villain. You know, just out of sheer like raw strength, right? Uh, but you play as as Darth Vader, and you pretty much live out that scene in the Force Unleashed. You're like ripping through Kashyyyk, killing Wookiees, and you're even killing stormtroopers that get in your way. And they're like, get out of my way, I'm hunting Jedi. Damn. Yeah, it's it's uh it's a I didn't finish that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It almost lost me when you had to bring down the Star Destroyer, which that alone's like I unfathomable for a force user to bring down Star Destroyer. But you know, that's neither here I mean, that's neither here nor there. Star Wars likes to push the boundaries on what what is believable <laughs> right and um another moment where that comes back uh is um the newest star wars game that came out what a year and a half ago maybe two years um where you're you're playing as an apprentice during that lived through order 66 right and you're you're running away from darth vader at his peak and you just it, the game makes you feel like, oh my God, I'm going to die because Darth Vader's coming after me. And I haven't it, played that game. Yeah, Jedi Fallen Order, Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's on my that's on my list of things I want to play, but I didn't buy it yet because I have too many things I want to play. <laughs> Do you want to borrow it? <laughs> I have it. Um, I won't be playing anytime soon, so you're more than welcome to it when you have the time. Maybe. What is time? <laughs> what is time? So I, that, that, does that answer your question? I think it's what you guys expected me to be that evil CEO advertising chief. But but here's the here's the difference. I would everything would be above board when it came to like the public face, like like there's no shady practices, no like child labor in Africa or diamond mines using slave labor or any of that. Like the public face would be all above board. Shoot. You'd be an ethical evil guy. I would be an... <laughs> Until it came to, like, the evil things, right? Then, you know... Yeah, like I said, ethical evil guy. Ethical evil. What, uh, what, lawful evil? Is that even a thing on the scale of Shadow? Um, I think it is. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Or, 
Or, yes. Or la- lawful evil, I guess, is what it would be. <laughs> yeah, lawful evil is the thing. <laughs> I I don't know. I've never played an evil character in D&D. Fair enough. I'm just a chaotic person. You are very <laughs> a very chaotic person. Chaotic chaotic neutral suits you very well, mm. Shadow. So. Yeah. <laughs> Chaos. Chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we're almost at an hour, and we haven't talked about anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we got through the first topic, Shadow. That, that's what we got through. Uh, that's um, true. So, we talked about Star Wars. So, Shadow, question for you. <laughs> yes. Star Wars is life. Thank you for that. No. Yes, yes, it is. Shadow, are you going to... Uh, have you got Mario Kart 8 yet? No. So I meant to. Did, did... Um, It was on sale, and Grover told me about it being on sale, mm-hmm. but my dumb brain men like interpreted it as it went on sale on the 13th not it was on sale until the 13th so (laughs) my dumb brain did a thing so i don't have it yet but i will eventually got it jabari do you have mario kart 8 i have mario kart 8 but i haven't bought the dlc that they okay because that was my question for both of you what do you guys think of you know and we'll spend the next few minutes as we end this episode talking about what do you guys think? Like, why now? Like, several years after they released, and they're they're finally releasing additional tracks for this game. Like, wouldn't it make... to keep people interested. I mean, were, was anyone interested <laughs> from the get go? <laughs> well, shoot. I mean, they still haven't really discounted the game too much. Um, nope. Like, not so at all. that means that it's still selling um, out there. Like it's still selling, so I think that's why they're um, they want to extend that life of it because it doesn't cost them it costs them a lot less to make DLC for a game than to actually make a full on new game, right? So sure. I think they're trying to extend yeah. that and uh, just make more, you know, milking a cow. The cow's there already, right? Full of milk. Just keep on doing it. <laughs> that cash cow. That, yeah. Ah, you you caught on shadow. <laughs> cow. That, cow. Yeah. Ah, ah, ah. Ah. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, because I was I, I was wondering. I agree with Jabari. Okay, I I was yeah. I was wondering because the game has it went on sale because Shadow forgot about the sale, but um, <laughs> why they waited so long or because Smash Brothers the DLC had a set release pattern right like you knew when the next fighter was going to come out you knew it was going to be around the time of the next Nintendo Treehouse Direct thing right. Um, you could almost set your watch to it if you really wanted to. Uh, just it's it's very caught me off guard. I don't know. I'm like, are they trying to make up for their their foibles recently, or this has been planned for a while? I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's been planned for a while. But again, I think it's to keep people interested. So I think the difference between Smash Brothers and um and Mario Kart. Is that like Mario Kart is a game that like you don't necessarily need a lot of DLC for to keep people interested. Um, you know, you just pick your character and you race and the the interest in that is, you know, beating your friends and rubbing it in their face. <laughs> Whereas with Smash, um, you know, people want to see their favorite characters in that game because like people want to play as that character while beating up their friends, <laughs> you know? Like, that's the appeal of that game. So, like, very similar audiences, but they have different appeals to them. That yeah. is uh, 
that is more than fair. And another thing is that Mario Kart, that's the learning curve for that is, you know, very low. Like family members play, <laughs> um, you know, I can say, hey, mom, let's play this game. And she'll be like, oh, okay, what's this? And start playing. Like it's easy for family members to get more involved with it. With Super Smash Brothers, that's, you know, there's learning curve with that. And um, hey, I don't know about that. I've won a few games, and I know absolutely nothing about that game. No, and you knew enough from... to do downs, um, down B <laughs> as Kirby. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, there's a much, much, much higher learning curve for um, Smash Brothers if you actually want to be decent at it. Just to be decent, there's a I think, good learning. Curve I think there is. A, uh, I think it comes back down to that professional gaming levels, right? Like there is a a chasm as wide and deep as the Mariana's trench between a filthy casual and <laughs> someone who, who can play smash brothers on a competitive level. Like in our group, you know, we've, we brought this up before Matthew Estrada with Wimindi um, is one of the best among us. Right. And I'm yep. sure he will get his ass handed to him by a pro level individual. Or or who or my who knows Matt might could win you know I don't know it's um, <laughs> maybe he is the pro level person <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but, so but big fish if, small pond right kind of thing yeah. yeah if Matt ever did go up against somebody who is a professional I think he could win but the difference is like passion where like a pro level is obviously like very into and very passionate about it whereas Matt is more like I don't know he's just does he plays for the enjoyment of it you know he's not like passionate about winning well as I, that's just like an after effect well, as i've said <laughs> on this podcast and i'll say it again i do not have the time or the bandwidth to invest myself into a game enough for me to become more than a filthy casual <laughs> you know um like uh we'll, we'll explore this in later episodes maybe when grover rejoins us of um, games with a story mode as opposed to a challenge mode, right? Um, where games are made easier combat-wise just for the individual who just wants it for the story experience, right? And um, we, we can talk about that in another episode. Yeah, that sounds like a Grover topic. Yeah, it's a way Grover topic. <laughs> and, um, Jabari, anything else you want to add to the, uh, the Mario Kart Smash Brothers Pro quick topic oh no not really you guys are all good oh i have a question for you guys mm. kind of related love it hit it what is your what is your go-to character for mario kart and why Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> for some reason i choose the flying red koopa and okay I, I don't know why i just started picking it Oh, okay, fair enough. Whatever they are, whatever the turtle, you just saw it. whatever the turtle yeah. wants to be, um, you just saw it and went, "Ooh, pick a pick." Yeah, it's kind of what it is, and oh. I started picking <laughs> it, and that's like kind of been ever since. Um, is there any strength or deficiency to picking any other? Like it's weight, right? So like Bowser's heavier, um, yeah, uh, Toad and is lighter. So I don't know. I don't know. I just pick. I just pick Red Koopa. How about you, Jabari? For me, like since I've been playing it on the Nintendo 64 one, there's only like eight characters. Like I always yeah. picked Mario because he's the number one. <laughs> and that's yeah. basically it. Like no matter what, yeah. I see like the different um, 
you know, like I think in Nintendo 64, um, I don't think there was really, oh, maybe there was an element for like the weight and stuff like that. Oh. There was. It's just, it wasn't really like shown on the it 64. It wasn't, yeah. Um, it wasn't like a huge part of it, but it was. And the only reason I know it was was because I always picked Toad. And anytime Bowser was put behind me, Toad would be flattened. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Yep. You, you remember? Right. I remember. <laughs> so there was some memories. elements to it. Pepperidge Farm remembers. Pepperidge Farm remembers. <laughs> I love making those kind of post shadow. <laughs> I remember. Pepperidge Farm remembers. I guess I just always picked Mario because he's just, he's always balanced. I guess. As all things should be. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's not fun. <laughs> like, Nerd. even in, the Super, in Smash Brothers, like, I, my favorite um, char- number one character is is Mario. He's not necessarily my favorite um, character in Nintendo or anything like that. Link is, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> you don't even pick your favorite character to play. <laughs> yeah, I mean, shoot. In the Mario Kart 8, they have Link in it, too. I played him a couple yeah, times, but I always go back to playing Mario it just it feels it's right. Me, Mario. Yeah. Dang. Ah. My main character in Smash is Kirby. Yes. And I'm not ashamed to admit that. <laughs> Kirby's no, nice. Like, Kirby is good. And they keep giving him like new stuff that is just awesome. It's just. Yeah. See, that's why I like Kirby is because like he can inhale anybody and boom, new power. Like, yeah. Plus, ah. I can just like fall on top of people and flatten them. Yeah. It's true. And <laughs> Shadow, Shadow has done that to me many a times. <laughs> and like, I've actually won like games against studio people mm-hmm. just by doing that yeah yeah just, <laughs> I, I think what it comes down to is we're so used to having someone and trying to predict the moveset but as shadow proudly says time and time again they are anything but predictable <laughs> <laughs> and listener i hope you are very predictable and go ahead and rate us on your preferred podcast listening method go ahead and give us a five um whatever the highest score you're willing to give us is um i know we've been without grover this episode but i hope i hope you can still give us five stars and, and rate us and um again go ahead and join us on our discord community um discord.gg slash and uh peruse our titles on our, our steam page and, um, yes yes oh and if you're on youtube leave comments like like the youtube there is a YouTube of this. Jabari does a really good job of using chibis that another one of our wonderful studio people, Lucia, has made to make a little graphic with a little sound editing, and it's really fancy. We have a we have a splash page. It is that awesome. So, listener, tune in. We appreciate you being here. I've been Paul. Jabari. Shadow. And this has been the On a Whim Podcast. Keep it nerdy.